It's episode 15 of Watching Horror. I'm Jared, and at the table with me is my wife, Christina. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Good. So I have a question. Yeah. So if you could eliminate one article of clothing forever for everybody, what would it be? Ooh. An article of clothing? Yeah. People are not allowed to wear it anymore. Not allowed? No. It's all, everyone has to give it back. If you have one, you have to give it back. They stopped selling it. They didn't make them anymore. What would it be? Wow, that's a hard one. Okay. Those adult onesies? Adult onesies? Like the ones with the footy pajamas? Like they've got adult, like footy pajama onesie things? Oh, yeah. Ew. Oh, they even got them at Target. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, they have those. Um, It's like a, yeah, it's like a onesie. With, it even has a zip-up back and everything. Sometimes they come with a hood. Does it have a butt Oh, flat? do you remember Um, the boys wanted to get that thing from oh, that yeah, awful yeah. YouTube channel? Yeah, but that's kids. I didn't know they had them for adults. They have them for, this is what I'm saying. So, like, that's one thing for, you know, for kids, it's dress-up and it's fun. It's like a one-piece thing. It's got a hood. The one they wanted had, like, a unicorn you know, thing mm. on it, pretty yeah. neat. But yeah, they have those for adults as well. Oh, God. And it pains me to tell people what they shouldn't do in the privacy of their own homes. But there's just, but out of everything, I feel like that's the one thing that kind of creeps me out the most. If not that, um, you know those shirts that look like jerseys, like sports jerseys? Yeah. But Instead of a shirt, it's mesh, and you can, like, see the guy's nipples through it. You know what I'm talking Just about? Just a mesh tank top, then? No, it's not a tank top. It's, it's like, a jersey. It's got, like, a V-neck with, like, the jersey type. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleeves. Yeah. It's just yeah. that the part where, like, the number would go yeah. is, like, just mesh. Yeah. And you can, like, see, like, a person's nipples through it or whatever. Yeah. I... You know, I don't have a problem with anyone's bodies. You're not anti nipple. No, I'm not. Mm. But like, you know, like when you're walking, it can be jarring for like, Ugh. like you know, the people who decide to wear those things don't necessarily earn the body for them. Mm. I feel like this is such a PC culture that like I can't even say that. Say it. But I am because, you know, guys' nipples are gross, and I don't want to see them. <laughs> I agree. I have gross nipples. I don't want to see them either. They're always hairy. Yeah, I have hairy nipples. I mean, like, whatever. You want to mm-hmm. put your nipples out there, go ahead. But I'm going to be like, ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just one of the things. Like, sometimes you see that, you're like, ugh. So, mesh, mesh clothing. Anything, like, anything, I guess, that you could see a guy's nipples through, um, little hairy nipples. Like, yeah, like, I, the yeah, no. It's just not good. And adult onesies. Hmm footsie pajama type things and yes they do have christmas versions that have the butt flap i heard you say that before and i totally spoke over you like you know usual yeah um so they do have the ones with the butt flap Mm. the model that they use for it you know of course ass is hanging out of course yeah it's like one it's got like the two buttons one's always undone one's undone and she's like oh of course, yep. You, I know you're listening, but you know what you know what the pose is, right? Yeah, she's got a hand over her mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh me, Oops. oh, yep, I, yep, I, yep. That's just Christmas anal I sex flap. Yeah, I didn't even know they had them, but I even knew 
When you said, yeah, they have butt flaps, I was like, okay, they're advertising it with the one button off. I knew it right away. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got them in like the Mrs. Claus of course. version and also just some you know, kind of elf uh, thing, I'm sure. And oh, yeah. I haven't seen the elf one specifically, but I'm sure it exists. I'm sure. Um, but I have seen like the that Christmas flannel uh, look, the red and the red black and green. flannel. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that like Norwegian or Scandinavian style, you know, uh, knit pattern. Um, what about you? Cowboy hats. Cowboy hats. Go away. I can't not see a cowboy hat. Not want to flip it off some asshole's head. Look, we live in New York City. Stop wearing a fucking cowboy hat. Well, what if you're in Texas? Is I, it okay in Texas? No. Or like, okay. All right. Look, I know this has been said before, but I don't want, no one walks around with a fucking pirate hat, a fucking Viking helmet. Doesn't work that way. Why all of a sudden you can play dress up only as a cowboy? Fuck that. That's a really good point. Right? That's a really good point. If yeah. someone walks in, someone walks into a room wearing a cowboy hat, you're like douche. Yeah. Right. Someone walks into a cab with a with a pirate hat on. You're like, what's wrong with him? Or a Viking helmet? You're like, what guy's fucking bananas? You wouldn't think douche. You're like, what's wrong with it? Check him? the calendar. Yeah. Don't get that. But no, no, I'm <laughs> cowboy hat all the way. Go away. Yeah. No, you know what? Even for regular cowboys. Sorry, find something else. Sorry, <laughs> you can't even... no, no, I, I, I don't like them. Even if you're like a legit cowboy, like you, you, you live on a ranch, a you, nope. you, you steer cattle. Yep. You no. know, no, find something else. <laughs> Keep complaining. I'll take away jeans too, so they can go Is fuck there themselves. A, maybe there's a reason the cowboy hat like exists. Like the way there's probably there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. But I do know this: ninety five percent of the people who wear them don't need to wear them, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Listen, that's true. We're we're too far gone in this society now, where we cater to everyone's little individual need. Sorry, we need to. You know what? There's majority rules for a reason. Bye, <laughs> bye, cowboy hats. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you are not a cowboy and you wear a cowboy hat, it's safe to assume I have no respect for you, and I'm calling you a douche in my head over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. Do we have listeners in Texas? Um. Yeah, we do. Oh, yes. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Look, no one no one's listening to this podcast. Oh, I don't give a shit. No one. No, no, no one's listening to this podcast. <laughs> Not no one's no one's listening to this expecting us to blow smoke up their ass. We haven't done that in the past 14 yeah. episodes. Not going to do it for the next forever. Yeah. I just not how it's going to work. Right. So, sorry if we're cowboy hats. I don't like them. I live in New York. We don't have to explain it. And I think it needs to go away. <laughs> That's it. Goddamn Yankees. I'm saying. Jerk offs. Okay. Anyway. Taking away my rights. Listen. Yeah. Sorry. Put on a mask and take off your fucking cowboy hat. Yeah. You look like an asshole. <laughs> you you know who wears a cowboy hat? Who? A friend of mine. Oh, yeah, you he does. Who, yeah. We won't yeah, I'm not going to say a name, but I know exactly. I have a friend who lives and was born and raised in the same neighborhood that I was born and raised in, Queens. essentially. Right in Queens, whatever. But in like the same area of Queens, we went to school together, etc. He wears a cowboy hat. Yeah. And you know what I think and when I, I see it? it. <laughs> douche, douche, douche. Is a New Yorker and he wears a cowboy a hat. A fucking cowboy hat. I don't get it. When you when you when you said cowboy hat, he, his was the first face that came yeah. to mind. I was he's like, not, oh, yeah. 
He is not a cowboy. No. He is not Mickey Knox. Knock it off. <laughs> Can Mickey Knox wear a cowboy hat? No. <gasps> no. Okay. Let me tell you something. No. Mickey Knox can wear whatever the fuck he wants to. No. Take it back. No. Take it back. <laughs> no. I will dig my heels in deep. Cowboy hats need to go. Except when Mickey or Mallory Knox are wearing one. You can have your she opinion. She wears one too. She wears his. That's why. Well, she need, hers needs to go too. It's not just guys. Hers needs to go too. Um, Mickey and Mallory Knox can wear whatever the fuck they want. Except cowboy hats. Do you want to know in why? In my world. Why? Because fuck you. Fair. <laughs> That's why. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I accept that. No, you can't tell Mickey Knox what to wear. I can and I have. <gasps> and you want to know something? What? He wears a red mesh shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, the shoe's on the other foot now. You know what, though? He's fucking Mickey Knox, and he can wear it. No, you know what? I'll allow it. You know what? I allow just it. Just in, in our little believe, fantasy world shit, here. Holy shit, I can't believe that just happened. It completely went full circle. That's crazy. These questions are really designed to get to know us a little bit better, <laughs> right? That's what they really are. That's what they really oh do God. here. And you can see here how how you've really given a pass. You just went off on mesh shirts. But But... I was consistent in the sense that I said, I agree with you about the cowboy hats, except for Mickey Knox. Right. And just like I'm giving him a pass for cowboy hats, I'm giving him a pass for mesh shirts. I would like to point out. I'm at yes. least consistent That's with fine. that. Consistent in giving passes to what you want to, to give Mickey passes Knox. to. I, on the other hand, <laughs> am much more stern and strict, just like in real life, where I'm like, no, fuck you. No, that's the rule. Beat it. Some people get to break the rules. Some people don't get to break the rules. Some people need to get it's kicked true. in the fucking nuts and take their cowboy hats away. You go ahead and try and kick Mickey Knox in the I'll nuts. I'll bet you I could. I'd, I'd regret it and he'd kill me and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> but I could. I mean, anyone could. Right. And catch him off guard, of course. Only on his wedding day. He wouldn't kill me on the wedding day, though. Yeah, it's true. But that day passed. It's gone. That was one day. It's gone. It is. I will j just real quick and then we'll move on here. And I know that they're two different characters, but they're not really that two different characters. Mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson in Zombie Land. Yeah. It's pretty much just a toned down okay. version. But he's got that snakeskin coat, which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I could never wear it. He wears a cowboy hat in that movie. He does. Is it okay? No. Ugh. You're not going to catch me. Consistency. <laughs> Get him out. Everybody. <laughs> Maybe it's just make Woody a line. Harrelson for me. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> You Harrelson gets a cowboy hat. Yeah, we Harrelson can <laughs> no. do it, yeah. You know who else wears a cowboy hat? Who? Johnny Depp. Yeah, fuck him too. I don't he like him either. A cowboy, but you know, he also plays a pirate. So he's he's used to living in a fantasy land. Maybe, maybe That guy's whole can, life's been a fantasy land forever. Maybe we, can give him, maybe we can give him a pass just for being delusional. No. <laughs> no. No one gets a pass. No. That's the rule. Line up. Turn in your hats. <laughs> turn in your hats. Get a wardrobe consistency with, consistent with this century. Anyway, I love it. Let's move on. <laughs> what do you got? Housekeeping. What do you have? So get in touch with us. Uh, we have an email address that's watchinhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And I just want to be really clear that it's watching horror, like um, without the G. So it's not watching horror, it's watching horror. So send us an email, ask us a question. 
let us know how we're doing. Say hi. You could say hi in an email. Sure. Right? Why not? Um, we're also on Instagram um, at Watching Horror Podcast. And yeah. we're on Twitter, sort of. Not really. I, I don't know why I even bother with the Twitter. Cause I think it's I dead. Don't I think it's just contribute. dead. It's a weird, it's a weird forum. You're limited the number of characters. Like on Instagram, you can hashtag the shit out of stuff and like find like-minded people. Yeah. But you can't really do that on Twitter. Yeah. So um, it's hard to like find people. Like Instagram, it's hard to find yeah. your, your base. You know what Instagram's I mean? Instagram's better for us, I think. Instagram just works really nice. Yeah. Plus, you know, I think it's like the perfect medium for us. You post a little picture, you say a little something. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram. Sometimes we have fun there. I try, I try at least. So if you're talking to us on Instagram, you're talking to me, I, uh, I, I usually curate or run or whatever. Always. You call. That's sometimes always. Well, sometimes you speak through me. Yeah. I, you know I, I say mean? things out loud and then you're like, okay, yeah, I'll type that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, all right, Jared says this. So that happens. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Anyway. Um, so follow us there and send us an email and not for nothing like wherever you're listening to us just hit a subscribe button or leave a review thing um it helps from, a lot from what we understand it's supposed to help somehow i don't know get more eyes and ears on this there's thing. like uh statistics or metrics or some analytics shit. analytics yeah and it helps you know so definitely share it tell do people that. follow do it that. do all those things do it do it do even it. if it's terrible like hey listen to how bad this is and I like, would that's love to hear someone tell us how terrible we were. Yeah. That, w- that would be uh, refreshing. Yeah, that'd be good. You know, it's like really hard to like always hear how amazing you are all the time. You know what I mean? I'm I don't kidding. really have that no problem. One, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no one um, ever says that actually. <laughs> no. No. Even the and voice in my did, head I'd be tells like, me are I'm you a drunk? piece of shit. Do you listen, do you listen to our <laughs> podcast drunk? You, you fall asleep to it? I do. <laughs> so... Anyway, yeah. So you should definitely do, you? do all those things. No. Oh, I don't okay. listen to it. I edit it, but I don't listen to it again. Mm. Yeah, so definitely follow on all our stuff there. Yeah, follow us. Say it's, hi. Uh, follow it and say hi. Review and all those things. It, it, it helps and we appreciate it. We definitely so, appreciate you. it. Yeah. For sure. Like, that's huge. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. It helps us, uh, gives us an inflated sense of self. So we appreciate it. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Who doesn't need that constantly, right? I, listen, I do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so before we go any further here, we just want to share something. We haven't really done this before. Real quick, we want to share something that we kind of stumbled across here. Someone by the name of Poltergeist. If I'm, Am I getting that right, Chris? Poltergeist OD. OD, yeah. Yeah, he raps about... Um, well, I think he, he explains it best himself. Yeah, so listen to this. I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek, take a key. Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, because we all go a little mad sometimes. No happy ever after, just chapter after, chapter after, chapter. Massacre, make the ripper look like an Lord of the dead, Lord of the dead. You could wake up in the coroner's bed. This is the hour for mourning and dread. Drain of the blood that was stored in his head. All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread won't protect you on your bed. Nothing left from Pumpkinhead. This is not a dream, baby. This ain't Halloween, baby. 
what we call scream, baby. Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD. Follow me on Instagram in the slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I definitely, um, I'm not a big rap guy, but uh, some of the songs are pretty freaking cool. So you should definitely listen to it on, on YouTube and you yeah. heard that stuff. So definitely give it a shot. Definitely a lot of fun, especially if you like horror movies like we do. And you're not listening to this if you don't, I'm assuming. Yeah, so we were just watching a, um, a couple of videos and uh, we watched one called Michael about I like Halloween. That, one. that was a good one. That was a really cool one. I like that one. And we um, watched uh, the Mars Attacks. I like the chapter after chapter after. I like that part. That was cool, yeah. Um, and the Mars Attacks one called Ack. That was cool too. I like that one. <laughs> that I like cute. the aggressive tone in it. So if you like horror movies, I'm assuming you like aggressive things by nature. But this is some pretty cool stuff. Definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. Definitely fun. Moving on to our new feature here. Christina, take it away. Oh, coffee. What are we drinking? I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> well, I got to tell you something. I um, I kind of had to do a little cheat this week. Um, you know, second time on the segment. So, of course, I had to give it my least bit of effort. Um, do a nice uh, a recap of the first one. Yeah, right. <laughs> In a way. So, um, you know, we ma I made a simple iced coffee basically today from uh, the Raven's Brew coffee that I got from Mother's Day. This is the Bruins blend. It's a strong coffee. It's a really strong coffee. Yeah. It's a dark bold. roast. Uh, it's quite bold. Yes. Why am I drinking this tonight? I meant to make us um, iced macchiatos. That, that was my plan for today. Okay. Um, caramel sauce did not happen, however, no. because we are out of heavy cream oh. and I was not feeling well. So I was not going out to buy heavy cream. Um, hard to make caramel sauce without heavy cream and I'm not using milk. It's gotta be heavy cream. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so I usually make our caramel sauce from scratch just for, I don't know if you guys like making caramel sauce. It's really simple. Cup of water, quarter cup, sorry, quarter cup of water, cup of sugar. And then it's like butter and cream um, and salt and vinegar. When you add the cream, it's my favorite part. Yeah. You need to like it look up how to do it because you it's don't awesome. just put that shit together in a pot. Like there is a very systematic way that you need to approach yeah. making caramel. You can get it's fucking really hurt. It's easy too. to burn it and yeah. it's easy to get burned. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with like, you know, basically uh, liquid sugar. And if it gets on your skin, it will continue to burn you. It won't just burn you, but like as you're like trying to get it off, it will continue to burn you. But it does get cool really fast, so it doesn't like take that long. You won't like you know if you pour it on yourself, you're fucked. Forget it. Go That's to the a hospital. Problem. Yeah. Um, boiling sugar poured on you is pretty bad. Um, but uh, like you know, a death leopard song. Yeah, we don't have enough you. time. <laughs> is that maybe he doesn't really? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's a whole. I'm gonna have to re-listen to that again. No. Or headphones. No, I'm going to blast it. Headphones. No, I'm going to blast it. Headphones. No. Please. I'm going to blast it in my headphones so you can hear it. Anyway, go ahead. You see what Christine has to deal with? It's a tortured life. So she I was going to make caramel today. Um, but, okay, so if you want to make caramel, you need to, like, look it up. Um, but those are, like, the things you need. 
making your own caramel is very satisfying and it's in especially like caramel sauce and it it lasts a really long time and you can put it on ice cream and you can put like a spoonful in your coffee in the morning if you I want like it to. on ice cream it's so nice you know there's a lot of stuff you can do with caramel sauce so anyway um i make i make caramel sauce so i was gonna make caramel sauce and we have uh syrups and stuff we have vanilla syrup so like if you were to go to like starbucks let's say and get uh, macchiato what what you're basically getting is uh, a vanilla latte with um caramel sauce on top if you look at the ingredients vanilla syrup and then they put the uh caramel sauce like uh on top macchiato means marked yeah right with right. the with the caramel sauce on mm-hmm. top and stuff so um there's really not that big of a difference other than like the order you put the espresso in anyway point is i was gonna do that today but I didn't make caramel sauce because I wasn't feeling good and we were out of heavy cream. So um, I made coffee and then um, I grabbed some of our flavored syrups um, and we're drinking iced coffee with flavored syrup. I think I'm having hazelnut and I think I am having hazelnut. You don't I know. think <laughs> that Jared's having vanilla. I know I'm having vanilla. You're having vanilla. I'm sure of it. So it's just vanilla iced coffee. It's kind of a a waste. But um I was <laughs> I was actually gonna um make the Camp Crystal Latte um coffee, but we drank it all. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Camp Crystal Latte. <laughs> Shout out to them again. No, I gotta tell you, like I awesome. I I don't get a bloom off of the with those, yeah. The Ravens brew coffee. I'm not getting like a bloom off of this coffee as much anymore. Like it still blooms, but not like it did. But the um, roasted longer ago then. Yeah, it's you older. Know, it's older. Yeah. I mean, it's like prepackaged and uh, you know, the thing. It's gonna be. It's more mass produced, I think, than the Camp Crystal Latte. So you're gonna get, I think, you get mm-hmm. a later. By the time it gets in your hands, it's you have a a roast date from further, you know, further mm-hmm. in the past than Camp Crystal Latte. Yeah, but I really like their coffee. Like, I got to tell you something. I really like their coffee. We'll put another quarter um, in. So I was going. Yeah, we're definitely gonna. Um, I was gonna use their espresso and make the macchiatos with that. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do that next week. But, <laughs> but honestly, the only reason that I'm drinking this Ravensbrew coffee today is because we drank all the Camp Crystal Latte coffee. So I don't have enough. Um, so when I make like a half a carafe one day, I'll buzz that stuff down. Ravensbrew is good though. <laughs> It's I, um, really good. I recommend it. It's good. No, it really is, It's a good is, bold coffee. If you like bold coffee. I'm not trying to say it's not good. No, no, no. It, yeah. I'm just saying I'm not getting as much of a bold all. We're not drinking it's it fast enough. a minor thing. We should drink it faster. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we got going on tonight in terms of coffee. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but maybe next week it'll be like more of a segment. This week is a total hand wave. <laughs> so we got our coffee. We are drinking coffee though. Yeah. Um, we got our coffee. Oh, and one more coffee-related thing. Yeah. I recently bought, or was conned into, I'm not sure yet. We'll find out. <clears throat> Buying this stuff called uh, Life Boost Coffee. I found it. Oh, it yeah. Like a, it when was is that coming in? It should be coming in really soon. Okay. I keep getting emails from like the CEO. It seems like a cult or something. It's kind of weird and freaking me out of it because there's like a Facebook group and like people who drink this stuff are like really into it. And it is cool. Crazy expensive. You sign us up to some kind of Amway program? <laughs> no. It's not Amway. I'm not it's selling it, that's for confederated sure. Confederated products. But like, 
if you know what movie that's from, we can be friends. Yeah. But like I saw an ad for it and it's talking about how like they use like the purest beans from some place in Central America and I've been doing a lot of reading about like how people like pick beans and sort them and stuff like that. So these are supposed to be like top grade of top grade. Um, it better be for that price. I they're saying that it has a pH level around six, which means that there's like little to no acidity in the coffee. Like people who drink it are like, I don't even drink like it black. sugar. Yeah, because it's not bitter and it's not acidic. So I'm just I'm curious to see what this is about. I'm so, not saying like this was a fifty percent off deal that I found. I ended up getting like three bags at uh, twelve ounces a piece, I think. It's supposed to be like a hundred and something dollars normally priced. Yeah. I think I got it for fifty it was half price, it was like fifty something. It's still a nice chunk of change for three bags of coffee. Yeah, that's so expensive. Stay tuned. Once it comes in, we'll definitely pop it in one night. Mm-hmm. And we'll give it a shot. And I'm we'll really interested it. to see how you get the acidity, you know, down um, to a pH of six. They were talking in the um, in the ad about how coffee, you know, gets acidic, and it can typically have a pH of four point five, which is on, you know, on the acidic side, it's not insane. But when you figure water is seven, um, you know that. Bitter, acidic. Well, the, the bitter taste you get is from the way that you brew your coffee. But the acidic flavor comes from the bean itself um, and the roast. And uh, <clears throat> something about these beans just, I don't know, the acidity just isn't there apparently. But, like, they claim to be totally natural. So it's not like they're adding something to it. Uh. I don't know how it works, though. So... I read about like how they find, like how they pick them and how they grow, like where they grow them and all this stuff, but I just haven't, I, I, I don't see, like I don't see what the difference is. Like well, I don't get it. We'll find out if it's legit. I know, I'm like going on and on about it, but it's like, it's a, you know, it's like one of those things that like, you, it gets stuck in your head and like you can't figure it out. You're going to have to figure it out. It's like, but how? I don't know, you have to taste like it spraying first. it with a base, like how, like, you know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know enough about it. And it seems like the cult isn't willing to give up the secret. So looks like someone's got to make a trip I don't know, down man. there. Apparently it's just organic rich soil um, in the mountains of Central America. Okay. In the shade um, where coffee beans like to grow apparently. And there's a commune. <laughs> and so we have to give all our money people. to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We Feels all have like to wear a certain kind of shoe. <laughs> yeah dress in all white loose yeah. clothing yes and smile i don't do that so <laughs> that's where i have a problem. you don't wear white or smile you don't know do i wear <laughs> i wear black shirts <laughs> jeans and don't smile yeah well it kind of helps though because i'm i shave my head mm-hmm. i have a pretty awesome beard and i don't smile so people usually leave me alone when you have that combination <laughs> people usually leave you alone Little do they know you're like the sweetest man. Yeah, I'm really kind of a nice guy. I really don't want to talk to anybody, but I'm I'm pretty courteous and respectful. Yeah, that's true. But if you wear a cowboy hat, you can go fuck your mother. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Send us pictures. So we have our coffee. <laughs> it is way too late to be starting this movie, so it is perfect. Let's do it. Yes. So. What did we watch? So we watched Deadly Friend from 1986. 
I this movie for me is a childhood movie. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and this was my idea. You know, we have a list of movies like going into I think almost like next year at this point. You know, so I'm not gonna lie, I pretty much was like, okay, we'll do this one and then this one and then this one and this one. Deadly. So this was definitely my pick. And I remember this from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I saw this way back when. Yeah. Way back when. Fun fact about this movie, real quick here. My experience with this movie. Rented the first time rented this movie, I was at a friend's house. I was sleeping over. And we watched it and we loved it. We were like, let's watch it again. We watched it again. Friend fell asleep. I was still awake. And it was on, I kept watching. I was maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years old. <laughs> and I'm watching it again. And I was like, oh, it's over. And I felt uncomfortable turning off the VCR and the TV. It wasn't my house. And I was like, oh. And I woke my friend up. I said, the movie's over. You want to turn off? He was like, put it on again. So I put it on again. On a loop, just watching this movie over and over and over again. Crazy. But I've seen it a bunch of times after that as well. So this movie Dear to Lord. me is a childhood movie. On yeah, a loop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a row. In a row, yeah. <laughs> if you know what that movie's from. Oh, everyone knows. Come on now. <laughs> we can be friends though. We can be friends. <laughs> By the way, just yes. I, I jumped back to the list just because I was like, what is next? Yeah, what's next? Um, the next movie is 28 Days Later. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fun. Let's do it. So next week, we never do this. Next week is 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. Preview. Yeah. So. Right now, it's Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. So. Christy Swanson. Yeah. Christy Swanson's first feature film, mm, and Deadly Friends. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into that. So. <clears throat> If you haven't seen it, real quick, this is what it's about. A nerd who implants Johnny Five's motherboard brain into his murdered girlfriend, sorry, his weird nebulous half-girlfriend's brain, and holy shit, did you see what she did with that basketball ensues. Yeah, dude, holy shit with the basketball. Man, we're going to get into that. All right. Yeah, that is... uh... That, that that's some serious shit yeah so as usual we're gonna hold your hand through this movie let's do it let's do it movie opens up in a parking lot and a thief is trying to steal uh, a volkswagen van but a robot named bb yeah not bb8 bb bb who's voiced actually by, by uh charles fletcher he just mm-hmm. the boy just says bb he just makes these weird nonsensical robot mm-hmm. noises but it's voiced by charles fletcher who if you don't know is actually the voice of roger rabbit Get out. Voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, and yeah. also, not only the voice of Roger Rabbit, but also the sleep doctor in Nightmare on Elm Street. When no Nancy goes in there, he's in there. Yeah. I didn't know that. So. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, BB stops him. BB <laughs> lets go of the thief, who is dazed. Now. Well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. BB does say stuff because we watch everything with the captions on. Yeah. Um, so that. He just <laughs> says BB, though. But there were like times when um, at least the captions showed like words and like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if you if you listen, like he kind of sounded like he could have said it and it would have made sense like in context. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to be speaking or if it's just a coincidence. I don't think so. I don't think he's really supposed to be saying much. Okay. You know, what's really weird about this movie is right off the bat. Now, we're 15 seconds in the movie. And now you see this, and this robot arm kind of comes through the back seat. Yeah. The trailer for this movie doesn't mention a fucking robot. 
All right. <laughs> the ads, this movie was not marketed as it's being like a robot, isn't it, for 75% of the movie? Not at all. Well, not in it for 75%. It, it's in like the first third of the movie. I don't know. Well, BB the robot. That's you know what, what I mean. Yeah. Which, who, by the way, I was just dawned on me. You know, he's like a yellow robot, mm-hmm. kind of like Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Right. That's true. From uh, Transformers. From Transformers. But in actuality, though, the um, BB is actually Johnny Five. The chassis is exactly the same. Are they, they just, really yeah, the same? Yeah, it's Johnny Five. It's Johnny Five. Because I wrote job. down yeah. um, robot named BB, like a yellow Johnny number five. It is, yeah. Um, it was recycled and used here. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to hear that. I, I love, you don't understand, I love Short Circuit. <laughs> Both of them. One oh, and two. Man. No, I don't give a shit. Call me whatever oh you God. want. The Steve Gutenberg vehicle short circuit. Absolutely. And the short Fisher circuit. Stevens cultural appropriation of an Indian man yes. in short circuit too. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. You can cancel me if you want to, but um <laughs> the eighties just there's just a special place in my heart. And Johnny Five, man, the 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 tears. The tears I shed for Johnny Five. Yeah, the only one. There's a lot okay. of tears. Yeah, and 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 that whole part where they're where they've got the yeah the appropriation of the Indian guy. He's oh. not an Indian guy. He's a regular white dude. I know. I know. He plays a Greek guy in a different movie. Um, yeah, this guy's never white in any of his movies, right? He's never he's just a regular not white white guy. You know, I I've got an opinion. About the Mediterranean area of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, yeah. You, the lumping, I'm just going to say this because I'm Greek and Italian. Yeah. So I've got 100% Mediterranean blood yeah. boiling through my face. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But you can't lump the Mediterranean in with the rest of Europe, like with the rest of Northern Europe. They're not the same. The, geographically, climate, we're talking about islands. We're talking about tropical weather. Or actually, well, it's more like desert and then tropical sort of like at the same time. Mountains. It's it's a very different. It's not the same as the rest of Europe, you know. And And back in ancient times, people in Greece and Italy did have like whiter skin. And then you've got like the Ottoman Empire. Africa is below it. You know, things change over time. People move. People, boats and people move. Migrate. People move. Mm-hmm. They change colors. And that's okay. But um, they're not white. <laughs> they're not. You know what I mean? Like Italians and Greeks are not white, white. And they're not like the rest of Europe. So I feel like there should be an olive. I don't know. I feel like olive should be a color. You should be able to put that on a thing. Another checkbox. Olive should be I a know. color. I know you think that. I... um. I don't agree. <laughs> I <okay>. don't agree. <laughs> As you know. It's all right. You don't have to. I did, we had this discussion earlier today even. And I asked if we were an interracial couple then. <laughs> no, I'm just a couple of white people. You can't. We can't be an interracial couple when you're Irish and Norwegian. Yeah. Because the Vikings have planted their seed all over the world. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a part of being a Scandinavian somewhere, especially yeah. in a place like Greece. Come on now. 
you know, my grandmother's island is right between Italy and Greece, too. So it's like kind of mm. it's sandwiched in between both you guys countries. weren't safe at all. Yeah, no, there's no. no way the Vikings didn't come through there. Yeah, you we weren't safe at all. Through the Yeah, no. The Ionian Sea, with yeah. all of the delicious, amazing things that there are to have in Greece. Olives, fish, ew, squid, ew, feta. Ew. Olives. Yeah, you. Jared has like an unnatural hatred for olives. No, it's natural. It's really fucking disgusting. Olives need to go away forever. So is that a food that if there was one food on earth that you olives. get rid of, would it be olives? Yes. Not even a question. Mm. Olives. Ugh. Hmm. If you like olives, we can't be friends. Even if you knew the reference to the other movies that we mentioned before, <laughs> we can't be friends. You must hate my whole family then. I don't like that quality. <laughs> I don't eat olives though. Well, you we're married. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. If I ate an olive, would you kiss me? You have to brush your teeth and use mouthwash. <laughs> what if what if I ate olives and I fell asleep? Mm. And then in the morning we woke up. Mm -hmm. Would you kiss me? You have to brush teeth and use mouthwash. <laughs> we have Listerine hands on. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get the bad breath good morning kiss like every other married couple. No, I'll give you the bad breath morning kiss. I'm not giving you an olive breath morning kiss. <laughs> You'd make me go. Yeah. Brush my teeth. Yeah, I would. All right. Fair enough. Hmm. Anyway. That's assuming I wouldn't do it for you in the middle of the night because you're breathing on my face while you're <laughs> sleeping with that olive breath. I wouldn't just take it upon myself to brush your teeth in the middle of the night anyway. Anyway. You don't even do that when we eat scordaglia. Oh, I don't care. I like garlic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. And if you know what scordaglia is, we can definitely be best friends. Unless you eat olives also, then you can't be friends with me at least. Sorry. Only friends with half of us. Better off. No one wants to be friends with me anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so guy tries to break into the car. We get our first glimpse of BB. He reaches in and kind of oh, right. grabs and breaks this movie. guy's hand. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Come on now. <laughs> oh, before we go any further, did you find this movie scary? Oh. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's not scary. No, it's... I found it really funny, actually. Okay. All right. I found myself laughing, laughing at Christy Swanson most of the time. Oh, poor Christy. Anyway, oh. poor Christy. She, you know, hey, she gets better as her career goes on. She really yeah. does. She does. She gets a little. She gets a little better as her career Listen, goes on. I'm she's, not. She's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. <laughs> she's a pretty girl. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm not gonna say I'm her biggest fan. I'm not a huge Buffy fan of the movie or the show. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say I dislike it, but I am gonna say. I do love The Chase with Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson. Yeah. So that goes a long Great. way for me. I really like that movie. That goes a long way. So she gets a pass. She gets so. a pass. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie. The movie. Not the show. Not the show. Excuse me. All there right. are some people who are like, there's two camps. Mm. I'm down with the movie. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. We're at the school dance mm. with Luke Perry. Okay. <laughs> and Vampire Pee Wee Herman. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rail against it because I don't really have particularly strong feeling one way or another for it. I love that movie. It's just I'm like, okay, I saw it. Okay, that's fine. You weren't a teenage well, you weren't a young girl. No, Buffy I was the vampire. So you like, but I was a young, young boy though, however, and Chris Swanson is very pretty. So No, a, I you you need to understand though, but from a young girl's perspective, where like you 
grow up watching like Gem and Strawberry Shortcake and Rainbow Bright and stuff like that, seeing like a girl vampire slayer, Mm. you know what I mean? Like she's like all karate out. Yeah. Like, you know, the stakes and the hearts. Mm -hmm. And And Luke Perry. And then you have Luke Perry. Sure. You know, plus she's like a, well, she's like a cheerleader. Cheerleader. Yeah. Cheerleader. Yeah. She's like, you know, this quote bimbo type cheerleader chick that like turns into a pretty badass. Yeah. She's pretty badass. Vampire Mm -hmm. slayer. It's cool when you're a young girl and you see a movie like that. I can see it. I get it. So that movie's got like a special place in mind. It's a little horror and like, you know, girl power. Little poppy at the same time. time. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's very gem too, right? Because like gem was very poppy. And then, you know, there was the bad band, Misfits. (laughs) Yep. Misfits. Yep. Yeah, there was lawsuits involved there. Anyway. I'm sure. That's a different story. I could see the Misfits being litigious. Yeah. They're They're pretty uh, protective of their intellectual property. Yes. And it's interesting too, though, because they they like other people's intellectual property a lot. They like Batman a lot. They like uh, Friday the 13th a lot. They like there's a lot of horror stuff that. They oh really yeah, it's like. it's hard. It's you know what the misfits are. You know, there's horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's just horror punk music. Mm-hmm. It's it. You know what I mean? It's it. Ah, a couple of years ago, they did have an EP that came out that was just like horror movie theme, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, things like that, songs like that. Are they good? No. <laughs> no, they went through some phases. That later phase there. That's another whole show. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm a gigantic Misfits fan, mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. But they're not perfect. Come no one's perfect. Come on. And they've had a, such a long career. How gotcha. could you possibly? You can't sustain. Exp- no, and so dysfunctional. <laughs> so fucking dysfunctional. You yeah. think the Ramones are fucked up? Oh no, good lord. No, let's only candle it at Misfits. <laughs> it does. Oh, man. And all the connections that I do have with that band. I know. Blood and otherwise yeah. is, um, I have relatives who are in that band. So, my sister. Um, my sister dated someone. My sister dated someone. So, um, <laughs> still didn't get those tickets. Still didn't get those fucking tickets. Like, just a little bit of effort. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking a lot. I don't ask a lot. Anyway, yeah. So, Misfits Gem. Okay, let's 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 circle back here. Let's do this <laughs> properly here. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm sorry. Not even Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're gonna go back. So, for Christy Swanson. So, yeah. So, um, we get our first. Uh, we get a little hint of BB here. Yeah. Suddenly, who, there's just a, a just a, a robot murder. arm. Yeah, and yeah. a murder. Well, not yet. He um he lets go of the thief who's. You know, he oh, kind of grabs right. his arm and lets him kind of go. He's all kind of fucked up. He doesn't know what he just saw. I wrote a different thing. Never mind. Oh, okay. Sorry. Then we first, then we meet Paul and his mother, Je- um, Jeannie. <laughs> Before I knew his name, I wrote Dingleberry. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's kind of a douche. Dingleberry. Yeah. Fucking nerd. <laughs> no. Dingleberry. Sorry. Dingleberry. <laughs> Dingleberry Paul. Paulberry. Dingle Paul. Yeah. So they're shopping. They drive away. They They come back in the van. BB doesn't say anything that he just thwarted a robbery. Doesn't mm-hmm. say anything, but whatever. But we learn that Paul actually owns BB, mm-hmm. um, which he built. Mm-hmm. You know, so right away we see, you know, Paul is a uh, super robotics nerd, 1986, yep. who can build AI. Not just a robotics nerd, but a robotics 
slash neurosurgeon. Yeah, that's important. Um, who seems to be a graduate student at a polytech uh, university. Mm -hmm. just he's, Oh, I go to polytech. Um, in this movie, he does actual brain surgery on he's a like, person. Yeah, he's like Doogie Howser. Yeah. Yeah. And this is before Christy Swanson. Before, like he yeah. does it to Christy Swanson later. Yeah. But he also does it to like a regular other human. And uh making as a grad student, yeah. which is interesting. They're loose with the uh, requirements back then. <laughs> it's eighty six, man. Oof. Like the wild I, west. I used to work at a place where they had like a morgue and mm -hmm. you know, they had an anatomy lab, so there were always dead bodies and the the the, the amount of paperwork and and licensure, the, 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 what has to happen in order to get an actual cadaver? It, it, I'm sorry, but look, I was just looking through it maybe through the lens of where I was working, but I was like, how the fuck did they get a person <laughs> so that they could <laughs> stick this thing in their head? Well, I think they played a little fast and loose with the rules here in yeah. a Wes Craven 1986 movie, which... Oh. We'll get into it later, but this movie turned into something Wes Craven was not particularly very proud of or even what he wanted to make. I can imagine. We'll get into that a little bit later here. Yeah. So we find that Paul and his mother are moving to a new town so he can go to Polytech with his, uh, with his robot, BB. Yeah, I thought his mom was his girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I had to ask Jared while we were watching the movie. Because, like, Christy Swanson comes over, you know, like, very soon after they move in. Like, they, you know, they notice each other or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's bringing another girl into the house? Like, isn't his girlfriend going to get pissed? <laughs> it's so one of those like, movies. <laughs> We're just talking about key parties in the yeah, last one. Yeah, um, You know? But so I had to ask Jared, like, wait a minute, who's the who did he move in with? Because it looked <laughs> like when they bought the house or, like, when they were moving in, like, they were a couple. That's weird. Right? No. They didn't look like a couple. She was all excited, like jumping up on the stairs no, and stuff. No, I think uh, it's weird to me that you thought they were a couple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Go ahead, Jared. Okay. So Paul uh, meets, a, uh, meets a, a newspaper delivery boy named Tom. Now, we, this is where we really find out that Paul has a scholarship. To his, uh, due to his vast intelligence and interests in neurology and artificial intelligence mm -hmm. in 1986. <laughs> yep. So we, we get a, a better glimpse here of BB and what he can do. His batteries are running low and the robot can uh, show signs of autonomy at this point and kind of plugs himself into the outlet. Kind of little enough. like rod penis thing comes out and sticks into the <laughs> outlet. Well, of course. Yeah. A man built it. That's true. Um, of course it needs its dick for energy. <laughs> um, interesting that, like, they would know that because, you know, AI is actually a computer learning from its mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's so, what he's doing. That's what we Exactly. Yeah. So for them to, like, I don't, I don't particularly know enough about the history of AI. I'm sure it was theorized back a long time ago, but I don't know when. So when we watched this movie and I was like, wow, is this actually like, like they talk about, like that's pretty good for 1986. Mm -mm. That's not bad. That's like a pretty good, that's, yeah. Because he, he, he mentions like, you know, I have him programmed, but he pretty much teaches himself. Right. 
Like that's yeah, that's what he learns. That's yeah. what AI does. It te- it learns from its mistakes. You know what I mean? It makes mistakes and then it learns and it corrects itself and it. Well, it even itself. goes further back than that. I mean, the this movie is based on a book um, called Friend um, by Diana Henstel. Mm. So it's based on a book, and the book is very different than the movie. The ending is completely different. They change things around for the movie too. So oddly enough, this movie originally was titled friend hmm. then it switched over to artificial intelligence hmm. then they switched it to ai and then the producers in the studio finally settled on dead, deadly friend better deadly friend i agree yeah and this movie was not what wes craven had intended on making oh really he intended yeah so him and the, the screenwriter bruce rubin the original uh, vision for the film was that it was supposed to be this pg rated supernatural science fiction thriller thing with the folks focus being on like the love story between Paul and Samantha, Samantha's Christy Swanson, mm-hmm. and sort of a secondary focus on the adults around them and how they're the really the bad guys, the adults, the Samantha's father who's you know a oh, abusive creepo, course, yeah. you know, but um, his mom is like a saint. Yeah, the mom is yeah. But when they showed this version of the movie to test audiences, which were full of Wes Craven fans. They hated it because of the lack of violence and the gore. And then Warner Brothers, who distributed the movie, demanded that the screenwriter write six more gore scenes, which changed the story and changed everything around in terms of they wanted to have more violence. They wanted the story essentially to be more horror-esque. Now, this is coming off the heels of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, uh, the success that it was is 1986. This is not Wes Craven's first movie then. No, no, this no. This is no, after no. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, God, yeah. No, this is not Wes Craven's first. No, no. He's been... No, no, no. When did Nightmare on Elm Street come out? What year? 82? Should I ask Google? You can ask Google. Hey, Google. What year did Nightmare on Elm Street come out? 84. I got it. Yeah. You saw it. I didn't see it. You I can't see that. I did say originally I said 82, but then I switched it to 84. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, it was not his first movie. This would this was his first major studio movie, though. Mm. This was a major studio movie. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Nightmare on Elm Street. No, no, what, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, that was New Line Cinema, oh a small. God. No, 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 no. Well, I have to tell you, I agree. Even even with the gore and horror scenes added, I feel like this movie is like really tame. It, it is all disjointed and weird. It is. You know, it comes really across weird. weird. It didn't do well. Weird. It's not a great movie. And I didn't expect. Any of that shit no. to be in the movie. I was thrown. <laughs> Felt like I was in the, like on roller skates in the back of a 16-wheeler with door closed and the guys doing like donuts and figure eights in a parking <laughs> lot on ice. Okay. Watching this movie, I was like thrown here, thrown there, upside down. I didn't know which way it's it was It's really up. disjointed. It's really... Even Wes Craven himself says, I don't even know what the hell kind of movie. There's like seven or eight producers on it. He was like, I don't even know what the hell, you know. He didn't really make the movie he was he didn't make the movie he wanted to make. Yeah. And um from what I had read, he was pushed by some of the actors to make it a little more gory, a little bit more, be a little bit more loose with it. And okay. the studio was kind of like, "Hey, let's let's add more." What was the hesitation? He wasn't the movie he wanted to make. He didn't want to be he didn't want his first major studio movie to just be a rehash of kind of like just more violence and gore he wanted to tell a different story but 
it really wasn't up to him at the end. They kept forcing his hand at the time. I don't know why I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street had more of a production value than this one. I feel like I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street looked better. And it did. Was a like obviously it was a better it's much movie. Better. Oh, God, okay, miles away. Uh, yes, but like in terms of production value, you know, this is a studio movie versus. A... I wouldn't call that an into. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say independent movie, but was it, it New Line Cinema. It was New Line Cinema, yeah. which was on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah, at the time, mm-hmm. so they weren't this major. They weren't playing with the big boys, but Nightmare on Elm Street, which turned it around. So there was kind of this last ditch effort to kind of like, all right, well, this is what we got to work with. Mm-hmm. And they made it work. You yeah. know, Christ, they made it work. So, and it saved New Line for years and years. Well, so, the production value for that one was way better than this. They had a lot of great people working on that movie. I mean, yeah. the the spinning room, the way they had worked all that. I mean, yeah. we'll get to Nightmare on Elm Street when we get to it. Um, yeah, it's on which the I list. I think it's, on, it's definitely on the list. Um, and that's going to be a good show whenever it's on the list. Hang on. Nightmare on Elm Street is one, two, three, four, five, six movies away. Okay. So it's coming. Number 21, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. So it's coming. We'll, we'll get obviously get into more detail about that and Wes Craven and all that. Mm-hmm. Pretty Kruger fun. But it's definitely a better movie, and the production was definitely much better. Yeah. For sure. You just know, the but, way it looked. But even just being a major studio picture doesn't mean that they were just pumping ridiculous amounts of money in it. it granted it didn't make it, it wound up losing money it wasn't very good it had by no right should have even broke even and it didn't so whose fault was that though you can blame i think it depends you on who you'd ask anybody but you know. i mean i think that it is knowing the movie that you know having seen the movie so many times and knowing now kind of what the intent was I think the intention would have been terrible. Hmm. It's not a movie I would have wanted to see, honestly. And the title, and just because it was a horror movie in the 80s, and that's just kind of what the kind of crazy child that I had, and that's just what we did, um, watched it and loved it. Well, as an adult, looking at it through different eyes, I'm like, this movie's all over the place and not good. Hmm. Now, my fondness for it comes from childhood and nostalgia, not from the actual being a good movie. Right. You know, but I think... It really is everywhere. And the movie, I think the acting isn't very good. All this stuff kind of comes out of nowhere. The acting is, I got to tell you, it that guy that plays Paul. Yeah. Like, I had a hard time with that guy. I had a hard time with his collared shirts <laughs> and his acting in general. He reminded yeah. me of the... Um, him and Christy Swanson, quite frankly, when they were together, reminded me of the couple from Birdemic. If you've ever seen Birdemic yeah. or the Rift Tracks, Birdemic, it's a popular one. Um, I like that Rift Track. It's great. It's, it's so funny. Great. It's, it's so funny. The worst movie. And um, if you've never seen Birdemic, I highly, highly recommend the Rift Tracks. The, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, check out Rift Tracks Birdemic. Yeah, it's definitely it's worth a it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. And um the two of them together just remind me of of those two who could not be more douchey if they tried. Yeah. But 
Um, I feel like I'm saying a lot of negative things, and I'm not like. There's a lot of negative things to say. I'm not like trying to put anybody down, but like you know what sucks sucks, um, and that dude sucked. <laughs> um, like his mom was good. The the friend was okay. Tom. Yeah. You know he was good. Like for what he had to work with. He there's a period of time where he gets like really crazed up, and he's like, well, "I'm going to the police." And like at I the can't end, take yeah. This. Yeah. You know, it was believable. Took like, a little acting to do that. Good. Yeah, the muster good. up some emotion. Was, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was good. Another rough one. It wasn't a whole lot to work with, but the actors didn't have a whole lot to work with. Christy Swanson is a robot. That's a tough role. I mean, you know, I in my research of this movie, I did find mm-hmm. that she had to learn how to walk like that, had to be taught how to like walk like a robot, obviously. Doesn't everyone? Yeah. You know, and I apparently you it's know she picked. Obviously not natural. No, no, it's not natural. I had to, I had to work on my robot. Yeah. And I still well, can only do the top half. See, this is what I'm saying. Ooh, well, I'm doing it right now. See, yeah. Knows, you can't tell, but I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Just doing a robot. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> when people do the robot, it's very funny to me. It's so funny. I, uh, <laughs> but when you're when you're doing it to be funny, it's funny. You know, as a dance, even I think it's funny when people break out the robot. Oh yeah. I think it's it, it like gets, when they actually mean to like when they're dancing and they mean yeah. to do the robot. I get it, I get it. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. I'm a big Buckethead fan, yeah. and and during the live oh, shows, he's a, Buckethead he's a frequent robot does a great robot. He's very good at it. He's great. He's really good at it. And I'm like, it gets a cheap cheer. You know, it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But if you're trying in earnest to pretend to be a robot, not an android, where you're like, hey, I'm doing, I'm a robot, but doing human things and walking like a human. No, I'm a robot. <clears throat> In like a human skin and you have that herky-jerky movement with your on your elbows and your <laughs> legs and your turns and whatnot. Look, no one can pull that off. Yeah, people can. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis himself, who transforms himself into different people when he acts, could not pull that off. 16-year-old Christy Swanson's first time out in a movie. Okay. I don't stand a chance. I'm just going to say this. Buckethead not only does the robot, but he does it while he is shredding his guitar. Yeah. Well, he's a freak and he's not human anyway. So it's easy when you're not human. I don't think that's ever easy. I'm just saying the man plays the guitar like very few in this world can while doing the robot at the same time. So sorry, but... You, you know, you gotta, you gotta. Do a little, no, yeah, but you gotta. You but know. it's different in this. Look, look at this setting, right? You have a giant lanky man, yeah, with a expressionless mask, mm-hmm. curly long hair. The mask helps, and a bucket on his head. Yeah, the mask helps. Playing guitar yeah, on stage that. when you're watching screens behind him that have kung fu movies, mm. and he's by himself with speakers, and he's. Pretty much using an iPod for beats mm. by himself up there. Yeah. Then, so transform that into a 16-year-old girl mm. pretending to be a robot. You, It's apples and oranges. You, you, it, it works in the context of Buckethead. <laughs> it does not work in the context of a movie. True. All right. I'll you know? give you that. So she had a tough hill to climb. I will say this. Since I said so many negative things, I'm going to say one positive thing. Okay. Okay. She looked gorgeous in that blue eyeliner 
the makeup they had her in when <laughs> the she was, was very good. the uh, when she was the robot. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's already a beautiful girl, but the um, the makeup that they had her in specifically that that makeup was she's I was just like, wow, she's so pretty. <laughs> she's supposed to be like like dead, like you know, like a rotting body, but she's really pretty. Yeah, even <laughs> we'll get into the logistics of weirdness when we get there. Yes. Yeah, so BB plugs himself in. We can kind of see what BB can do. A few days later, Paul and BB are cleaning the yard like you do with your robot. Mm-hmm. And Paul meets his next door neighbor, Samantha Pringle, played by Christy, Christy Swanson. Now, Paul notices some bruises on her arm and she tries to hide them. And we see Sam's abusive alcoholic father, Harry comes outside and starts staring at his uh at at the kid mm-hmm. like a you know of course cuz he's a dad and he has a daughter so he's got to be like Rrr. yeah you he's know. the classic alcoholic dad yeah yeah the know, single dad the with single the daughter up, right. and i think we see that like all the time right is that something that you don't you it's feel like you see trope. that like yeah, yeah all the time it's a common character yeah no yeah. little tired of it there are a lot of really common horror uh, tropes that I am completely tired of. Mm. Um, but uh, that leads itself to a certain level of chaos, though. So yes, I see why it's a it's, it's a conduit to a, a to a, a situation. Not yeah. necessarily, we're not building. We're not we're not doing character studies here. at deadly friend, right? You know exactly. We can see Samantha's frightened and goes back to her father. And that night, uh, Samantha visits Paul again. And she brings him a box of cookies, and it's super awkward when she gets to the door. Like, she's like, oh, I wanted to bake you some cookies, but I really don't know how to bake, so I got you these. And he look, and Paul looks at the box for way too long. <laughs> it's, like, awkward. And she has this look on her face, like, I, and I didn't, obviously, I didn't, last, I can't remember the last time I saw this movie before we watched it again. But watching it again as an adult, he's looking at this box of cookies for way too long and awkwardly. Maybe that's the point. But she's looking at him. I'm like, she's 16. She should not be looking at him like that. <laughs> she was ready to do some very dirty things to Paul <laughs> right in that doorway. The way she was looking, I was like, how does oh, she yeah. know how to do that look? I was like, that's weird. I was, a little, I was like, ah, maybe a little uncomfortable. So. Paul, Did it make you uncomfortable when you were younger too? I didn't notice it when I was younger. Um, like, like, like that's gotcha. a subtle thing. Yeah. You know, I remember like we were watching it the other night and watching mm-hmm. Paul look at these cookies, and I was like, you know, obviously he likes her. You can like off the bat, you can tell, and he's looking at the cookies, and and I couldn't. I was trying to figure out like, is he like trying to think of something to say, or is he just kind of like, hey, these are my favorite, mm-hmm. you know? And in looking at that, trying to figure it out, you know, what I mean, kind of like I'm. First of all, I was looking at what kind of cookies are those? I'm always looking at what the things are, especially mm-hmm. these older movies. So I want to see if I remember those kind of packaging kind of thing. Mm. So looking at the cookies, my eyes just kind of moved over to Christy Swanson. And I was like, Ooh, what the fuck? What is she, she's going to eat him alive. <laughs> fuck. Paul can't handle that. <laughs> That's for sure. And she shouldn't be looking at him like that. Anyway. Yeah. So he brings in Samantha. And up to her room and shows her all the cool shit that he can do. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. He's trying to impress her with his brain. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not going to impress her with his. You don't know that. You don't know that. You're right. I don't know. That. You don't know that. But let's, I can guess. Let's give Paul a little credit. I'm uh, I'm putting my money on. Micro penis. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While he's uh, while <laughs> while Paul's showing Samantha all his cool shit. Those collared shirts, definitely. Well, he's confident. See, maybe the confidence comes from somewhere. He's not confident. Well, it, to get away with the collared shirts. Yeah, under the sweaters. That's yeah. the thing. He wears these like rounded collared shirts under a sweater. So he's wearing like a sweatshirt and a fucking like button down collared shirt, but like under it. And it's like the collar is rounded and he looks like he's five years old <laughs> and his mother yeah. dressed him. I'm his, not kidding. His mother it's might still dress him. Awful. I wouldn't count that out. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. But anyway, we're uh, we're showing Samantha all the cool shit. Samantha's dad comes over to the house and creepily asks for his daughter. He was like, even a creep at the door. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's a total creep at the door. Yeah. Once uh once father gets home, he beats her. Also that coming. And then we cut to Tom is uh helping Paul teach BB how to deliver newspapers and they stop mm. at the reclusive house of America's sex symbol, Anne Ramsey. <laughs> I, America's sweetheart. Yeah. I love Anne Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, me too. She's amazing. She plays a woman called named called asshole. Uh, named Elvira Parker. Yes. I love the fact that her name is Elvira. Yeah. There's not enough people named Elvira. No. There's not. But it's funny. I've seen uh, several pictures of Robert England and Elvira. Like Elvira. The oh, those two were heydaying together. Come on now. Yeah. And you know, come on, doing the convention circuit. Oh, those yeah. Those two probably see each other every weekend. <laughs> So that we uh, uh, we see uh, sex kitten Anne Ramsey, <laughs> who uh, who lives in this recluse like this old dilapidated kind of house with yeah, this she's gate. She's kind of like a psycho in this. She's uh, a maniac, right? She's, she's got like a, a like a fortress sort of. She's got like a. It's like her house has like a you know a fence like a chain linked fence all around the property, with a padlock on the outside. Yeah, and. We don't know this at the at this point in the movie yet, but later on we find out that like if you ring the doorbell, like all these lights and sirens the and stuff kind of like yeah. alarms go off. Like she's a total nutcase, yeah. and she just she is just triggered. She just comes out with that shotgun. She loves that shotgun. Loves the shotgun. It's pretty cool. Mm. So even you don't have to ring the bell though, because even while these two kids and their robot. Which, by the way, no one in the neighborhood is impressed by. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a fucking robot. Yeah. It's a cool one, too. Even Ann Ramsey comes out when these kids are outside her door, and uh, outside her gate, rather, and she comes out with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. By the way, and Tom, who the newspaper kid, yeah, couldn't give a fuck. He's used to it. He's used to having a shotgun pulled on him? Yeah. Yeah, it seems that Crazy. way because he's like, yeah, you just have to, don't worry about it. I mean, like, he even says it to him, you know, to Paul. He's like, he's like, don't worry about it. And just, just say, okay. Tom's a okay. tough motherfucker. 
Kind of. Yeah. You know, he de- he definitely knows, he, he definitely does the right thing at the right time. Yeah. I'll say that about Tom. Yeah. You know. For sure. So, but, but Tom is talking back to Anne Ramsey, mm-hmm. Elvira. Mm-hmm. I don't know which I want to call her because they're both cool. I know. It, it's really hard to not call her Anne Ramsey. I know. I know. Do you, but do you be, cons- are you consistent then? Like, do we call the rest of them by their actual names? Yeah, but the rest of them names? aren't Anne Ramsey. And we've been calling exactly. Christy Swanson. That's Christy true. Swanson. Can I call the guy Dingleberry? You can. Yes. All right. You can call Paul as Dingleberry. Follow along. That's right. <laughs> so Anne Ramsey not only doesn't like the, the guy who delivers her paper, doesn't like her friend, and doesn't like his stupid fucking robot either. She is terrified of the robot. It's yeah. not that she doesn't like it. She's terrified of the I don't that blame her. Thing. I I, I'd be her. scared of him. Yeah, I, I agree. Big one. He's big. He is. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So while they're walking away, they have this weird conversation where Tom reveals that his father is a security guard at the hospital. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Oh, it sets up the whole thing about the dead body later. Yeah, but not really. He's able to. Yeah, no, it does because um, that's how they're able to get into the hospital later to flip the switch. I guess. Oh, yeah. So that what's his name can steal her body. Yeah, I, it just so shoehorned. It really came across as awkward. I remember watching it, and I was like, "It's Why? not important at the time, right? Like you're watching the movie, and it's just like a conversation." Oh, yeah, he's like, "What does your dad do?" Right. What? Yeah. What? Why? Why? Yeah. What? Um, what do you? He says. Uh, he says that. Yeah. In retrospect. Um, Maybe you can see now, but like there's other ways you could have went around. It was just weird. Now we get another thing that I think every 80s bully has a dirt bike. You know? Mm-hmm. This movie is no fucking different. Because while they're talking about Tom's dad's job, mm-hmm. a group of ne'er-do-wells, neighborhood ruffians come along. Street tufts. Street tufts. When they're dirt bikes. Yes. Suburban kids and dirt bikes. What the fuck is that about? Were they, were they dirt bikes or were they like... They're like were they like crotch rockets. real motorcycles? I don't know. I I think they were like motorcycles. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm 40 and grew up in New York City. I don't know the difference. You don't know the difference between like a Harley style... Okay, it wasn't a Harley. I'm not saying that. it was specifically a Harley, but like that style. You know what I mean? Like you know the style. It's a ninja bike yeah, style. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Those speed bike nonsense dirt things. Dirt bikes yeah. have like just a really those small are like dirt bikes. Yeah, those are like dirt like bikes. Big, big wheels. They were like dirt you know, bikes. You can usually see the shocks. I think they were like dirt bikes more than anything. You know the things with the, the coils. coils. On them. Yeah, yeah. I think they were like more like dirt bikes really? than motorcycles. Yeah. So these bullies, if you will, are sort of street toughs. Street toughs. <laughs> see the uh, CBB. And are very interested in beating up and hitting it mm-hmm. because that's what street tubs do. Well, and it turns out to be, of course, a big fucking mistake because BB grabs the leader of the street tough gang by the crotch. Why is it always the crotch? Because that's where it hurts. I guess, but man. You know? I don't know. That's where it hurts the most. Yeah. There's a lot of crotch grabbing. You know, a lot of people say that it's like a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. To kick a guy in the in the in the crotch. Yeah, I think it's a smart one, because like you're you're you know it's it's important to be effective. Yeah, and if your goal is to get a guy down on the ground, kicking him in the balls is probably the best and easiest way to do it because it's just a front straight to the balls. Well, 
is like think, really easy. And that's why people go, oh, it's a cheap shot. And you're just saying that because it fucking hurts a lot and it's easy and you know it's easy. But like if you're honestly trying to get away from someone who is like coming at you, kicking it's a them good in the balls move. is a yeah. good idea. I'm it sorry, is. but it is. See, my theory <laughs> on that is why it's a cheap shot is one, it does fucking hurt. It takes you, it, it, seriously, it takes your breath away. You you can't stand up straight. It's a big problem. Your stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a thing, for no, sure. I can understand why now, any... Go ahead. I can understand why any guy would think that it's a cheap shot. I'm just explaining why you're wrong. Well, hold on. Let me finish. Because, now, if, it, if there was no rule, like, hey, you can't hit me in the dick, and I can't hit you in the dick... Otherwise, it's just if two guys are fighting. They're just trying to kick each other in the crotch, and it's not really effective. You know, there's going to need to be some kind of rules. Now, if you want to, if you want to go rogue and just start punching and aiming for the crotch, that's that whatever. Okay, but if you have two people trying to do it, it's just some weird Eastern European fucking <laughs> sport or something like that. You know? Yeah. So that's that's my. Yeah, but, like, but you know why? Like w- one kick to the crotch gets him on the ground. Yeah. And then you kick the shit out of him. And then you stomp on his crotch it's with like both feet. It's like a duel. Who gets to the crotch first? Whoever gets to the crotch first gets to do the stomping and the punching while the other one's on the floor clenching their balls and belly. It's like a, it's like a dick duel. A dick I duel. I mean like a kick duel. Kick dick duel. A kick dick duel. Okay. Or a punch dick duel. Or even if you just go, bink, like you... You know, like with your feet. The flick? The flick hurts. I've heard. Man. I've heard. Poor design. Having that thing out. I don't get it. Should be tucked in like a dog. It it and it retracts. I know. I don't don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't know. Look. I don't know. It's not up to me. It's gross. It I agree. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And really kind of a pain in the ass. (laughs) Uh, pain in the dick. Yeah. But it, it could also be someone's pain in the ass. Yeah, it can, mm-hmm. it can definitely be a pain in the ass. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, after BB regulates and grabs crotches. Yeah, he lifts that dude up in the sky. Yeah. You know? And then what's his name? Paul asserts his power. He yeah. asserts his dominance over everyone else while BB's got this guy up in the air. He's like, get out of here. Go away. He's all tough guy now. He's got a little bodyguard. Right. His Johnny Five bodyguard. Exactly. So, you know, Dingleberry tough guy there. Yeah, it does work, though, because the the ruffians leave and Mm -hmm. they go away. Mm -hmm. We see Paul, Samantha, and Tom, and Bibi develop a close friendship, Mm -hmm. which Tom lived in this neighborhood. He knows Samantha Mm -hmm. because he warned Paul earlier about that dad's kind of a crazy person mm-hmm. you know even go near his daughter and now he's hanging out with the daughter the whole time now they're all maybe bb is uh give him a little the friend a little confidence too i think dingleberry's the uh the glue you know yeah maybe he's the jerry he's a God. you know what i mean there's our seinfeld reference to the show <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. but but so they're all they're all playing basketball together now and Oh, the yeah. basketball scene is really bad. Yeah. They all play like a couple of assholes. Yeah. They're all terrible. And it's so awkward. It's uncomfortably awkward. I'm going to just go back to Birdemic. And if you've seen Birdemic, the dance scene, oh, it's that kind of awkward. Oh. 
It's that kind of awkward. Yeah. Hanging out with the family. Having ourselves a party. Just hanging out. Hanging out. I want to watch that movie again. Hanging out with the family. I may. We. After the show's over, we may want to put that on. Yeah, all right. All right. The riff tracks? Yeah. Okay. We'll all go right. to sleep to that tonight. All right, I like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard, though, because when that part comes on, when they're, like, dancing in that place, yeah. I, I can't not... I'm, like, up, like, hey, now. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now, with my family. But by the time that part comes on, I'll be sound asleep. I, I know. know, and then I'm going to wake you up. <laughs> and I'll be like, Will you fucking shut up? <laughs> no, you won't. No, I won't. I, I won't wake up. Um, you wouldn't say that anyway. No, I wouldn't. I'm not mean. Mm-mm. While they're playing basketball, the BB accidentally throws the ball onto Elvira's porch. Elvira, if you remember, is Anne Ramsey. Anne Ramsey. That's right. Yeah. AKA my great grandmother. Yeah, your great grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> who just mean mugging the neighborhood kids. My my great grandmother was the lady where if the ball went into the yard, you didn't go get it. You just oh fuck it, forget it. Yeah. My great grandmother, she'd like chase you with her with her cane. With her cane, yeah. She was just mean. She'd sit outside and like watch the watch the door. Hating youth. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um she barely tolerated me. She didn't really talk a whole lot. No, she was okay with me actually. We had a pretty good relationship. But um but the other kids in the in the village, forget it. If the if the ball went in the that was it, and that was it, 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 it was funny too because that happens in the movie, right? Well, that's that's what happened that's just what now. Happens, that's, right? what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. right. So that happens right now in the movie, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like, oh shit, it's like my great grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> Except my great grandmother didn't have a shotgun. No. Good thing. <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> but once the ball goes in there, goes into Elvira's yard, her porch rather, she stomps out of the house. Grabs the ball, doesn't give it back, Mm-mm. and uh, BB kind of stares at Elvira and Ramsey. Yeah, so he's pretty red. Yeah, he's pretty fucking pissed off. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, don't worry, she'll get her fucking comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Next, we move on to Halloween here, and Samantha comes over with her blood. Um, she has a nosebleed. She's got a nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. a bloody nose because her father slapped her, probably. punched her in the face. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know she gets ice now. They have this little mini intervention here, Paul yeah. Dingleberry and Dingleberry's mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can, we can call somebody, and you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't uh, want to press any charges or go any further with that. Of course, naturally. Well, I mean, it's that's all kidding aside. That's like a common thing. Yes, you know. Yes, and it's a, it's a legitimate like mental um, disorder. Absolutely, stops people from doing that. Absolutely. In the context of this movie, though, the it's pretty comical the way it's so soft and like you know, yeah, we should. It's oh, like I can't. After school dad. special. It in is that way, very right? after school yeah. special. Yes. They're sitting around the table. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Samantha goes out with Paul, Tom, and BB, and Tom wants to pull a prank on Anne Ramsey, Elvira. BB unlocks the gate with a padlock. And goes through all and tries all the different combinations of the lock. He's obviously strong enough to break the lock, but yeah, he doesn't. Right. He's going to go through the combinations. Well, he's smart enough to, so. And he does. I mean, really. And he, he gets through it's it. It's all just fun for him. It's, well, it's not going to be fun now. <laughs> right now. So he unlocks, BB unlocks the lock and Samantha goes 
up the porch to ring the bell. And when she rings the bell, like you mentioned before, fucking like a goddamn Cold War fucking nuclear bomb uh, uh, warning alarm yeah. goes off. And Ramsey comes flying out of the goddamn house with her mm-hmm. gun and shoots BB in the fucking head. Well, she's also like kind of suspicious because they're like kind of creeping around the house, you know, like outside. Yeah. She kind of hears noises. She looks out the window. She calls the police. She tells the police that there are people outside the house. Yeah. Um, the cops like literally eating a donut um, with <laughs> his like feet up, I think, or something like that. And he's like literally eating a donut, and he's like, "Tell her I'll like I'll be I'll be there." All right, yeah, yeah. Well, they so know she's some of the local lunatic, right? right. Yeah. So um, they're not in a hurry, but it turns out, yeah, like there are actually people outside of her house, yeah. And they do the dumbest thing that you could possibly think, and that is to piss off. But like, why? Like, I I never really understood. Like, what's the point? Like, aren't you're all adults. And, like, when you know the lady's nuts, like, why are you trying to make her more nuts? Like, what's wrong with you? Because that's what you do as a kid, though. They're not kids, though. Well, they're teenagers. And teenagers are obnoxious. They're not teenagers. The yeah, kids they in are. Polytech University. No, 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 no. He is because he's like Doogie Hauser. But Tom, who said he's in 10th grade. Oh. At the high school, he said he said he's in tenth grade, and the kids like. No, he asked no. him if he's in tenth grade. Yeah, he yeah. Tom asked him. He said, "No, mm-hmm. I go to Polytech," and Samantha's supposed to be like sixteen. Oh. You know, so they're teenagers. You know, they're not like college kids. I don't know why I thought they were not like. Yeah, I thought they were like around college age. Yeah. That makes the movie different. It's weird. That's. That's, yeah. I guess, maybe why I had such a hard time with it, because I didn't see them as teenagers. Yeah, I think that was it. He went yeah. to Polytech, and <laughs> that was I was definitely... like, they're like in their 20s. What are these people doing? <laughs> I really thought that. No. I'm not even kidding. No. Okay. Whatever. So, BB-8's dead, and we move on to Thanksgiving. Yeah, she just shoots him right up on the lawn, yeah, like a... that, like five times or something. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, and she loves it. She enjoys shooting oh, this fucking yeah. robot. Yeah. I mean, she has the right to. She's she's ecstatic. Fucking, she's been waiting for this for a long time. She wanted to use that shotgun. She hoped someone would <laughs> ring her fucking doorbell. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. She wished someone would. Yeah. So that they could be on her property and she could get out her shotgun and actually fire the goddamn thing lawfully. <laughs> so, and it's a robot. So she gets away with it. She obviously gets away with it. She gets away with it. So Blissfully. She, as much as she loved it, Paul hated it. His oh, yeah. Screams of. Why uh, he built him. Yeah, I get know? it. I get it. He has a right to be upset. And BB was such a cute way of speaking. <laughs> you like BB? I did. All right. It bothered me, though, because I know BB 8, like, you know, we're in 2021. They didn't know this in 1986 that there'd be a Star Wars movie where BB-8 would be in it. So it's kind of weird to have another, like, you know, robot BB. He's the original. That's why he's BB-1. BB-1. You know? And then Chrissy Swanson would be Mm BB-2. See? I see. I see. Yeah. We're fast forwarding to Thanksgiving and uh, Chrissy Swanson's eating dinner with with the Dingleberry and his mom. Anybody? Is it Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So her dad's just home getting drunk alone, right? Yeah. Um, right. That's, what, that's, that's the impression I get. And they have their first kiss mm-hmm. here. 
And it's kind of like, A, what that, that should have happened already. B, like, it was weird and awkward. I guess, it was like, a little awkward. It was, right? Samantha comes home. Her dad is drunk. Yeah. Punches her in the face and pushes her down the stairs and yeah. fucking kills her. And that's it. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Pretty, it's a pretty bad fall and she smashes her head against the wall, mm-hmm. you know, by the door. And father doesn't believe that he actually. Yeah, he's like, get up. He's like, get up. Get up. Come on. Don't make me come back down there. Mm-hmm. Have you done enough? Big tough guy. Yeah. Big tough man. Yeah, but no, she's dead. And he tries to cover it up when the ambulance comes. I don't know. I told her not to leave her stuff all over the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. We find that Samantha's like brain dead. Essentially. And um, Samantha's brain dead. And they have her on life support. And they're going to take her off life support in 24 hours, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Paul and Tom have a scheme to get into the hospital and get the body, get Christy Swanson's brain dead ass yeah. out so they can implant BB's brain chip mm-hmm. into her brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's... So earlier in That's the earlier in the movie, I think we we may have glossed over it. There was a part where he's at the university and he's with the doctor that he's working, like, yeah. whose lab he's working under, I suppose, or in. And they implant this chip into a person's head, um, and the person like moves around. His leg, and like yeah. So what he plans to do is the same thing um, that he did in the lab, except to Christy Swanson. So the plan is to steal her dead body from the hospital, uh, bring it back to his shed, um, put the uh, chip into her dead brain, which is blue for some reason, and uh, hopefully she reanimates. Right. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. And and that's, well, they get there. It's too late. They pull the plug already. Dad wants the plug to be pulled early. He doesn't want any of this riffraff around. And he also doesn't want any... You know, th- never mind the obvious contusion to the face. Mm. Like that's, but even through the doctors, not consistent with the fall the doc- that the father had reported that happened. Really, the, I don't remember that part. Yeah, when they're when she's originally brought to the hospital, the doctor said this: these injuries aren't really consistent with the injury with the fall, hmm. and it's pretty. And that's pretty much where it, the beginning and end of that conversation, hmm. and then it's cut to. Her hooked up to life support, and the father saying, "Maybe well, let's let's just pull the plug now," you know. And they were just like, "Okay, hmm. creep." So the kids are too late. Kids, Tom and uh, Dingleberry are too late to show up, so she's dead already. Said they implant the chip into Christy Swanson's brain yep. anyway, and now and now it gets ridiculous. Well, hold on a second. Let's let's back up just for a moment mm-hmm. because we glossed over the part where they drug um, Dingleberry's mom. Oh my god! Yeah, and they give her this like I don't know ridiculous amount of mystery powder into her coffee, yeah. and 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 the way they do it is hysterical. So they're sitting around, they're talking about like what they're about to do, and Tom is shitting his pants because he's like, I can't believe that like we're going to go to a hospital and steal a dead body so tom's like shitting his pants and you know they're like mom comes by and they're eating dinner and he's all like so like while uh paul's mom is like you know getting stuff prepared she's you know uh, distracted sort of like 
She's getting them pie. Happens to be like looking away. Oh, was that what it was? was yeah, it she had to go for dessert. And she had to, yeah, no, oh, it was okay. after dinner. She was going to have her coffee. Right. And she was like, oh, you boys want pie? And right. They're like, okay. And it's a whole, every time she turns around, you know, he has to either, you know, not stir it in or. Yeah. yeah. So like she turns around and he pours, he's got like a baggie, you know, which looks like, you know, I don't know, like a 20 bag that you would get like you know a weed or whatever and he starts pouring this like white powder into her coffee and it's like these big clumps of white powder yeah and he just leaves it there On the and surface. she turns around and she's like looking at the table and doesn't notice it she's holding a can of whipped cream like about to like put it on everyone's pie i guess yeah but then she turns around and like gets distracted and she goes behind her and then he pours more yeah. powder in and the killer. Okay. And then like just kind of taps it to go down. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking back. Like, you know, she's like in the middle of talking. And she's talking. She's like looking back at them. And then and then continuing to talk. And he's like sitting there just fucking with her coffee. It doesn't like mix. It's just a giant clump, clump of white yeah. shit. And then she takes a She just walks up to the table. And by then, it's all sunk to the bottom. She starts drinking it. And then she's like, mm, I make good coffee. And you're it's like, so, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Like, there's so much powder. It's pretty, <laughs> it just, yeah. just like sits right on top in a big clump. I'm like, how do you not? They made no effort to mix it <laughs> whatsoever. No. It's, yeah. <laughs> no effort. Oh, God. So bad. He drugs his mom for a girl he kissed once. Yeah. Look at it this way. He he drugged his mom and did all this for a girl he kissed once. He put a microchip in her brain. They shared a fun Halloween and their next door neighbors. Oh, well, then. I can tell you something. We've lived next door to these people on either side of us for mm. how many years now? I don't even know their fucking name. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. that's true. I don't know their names either. Yeah. We say hi. Sometimes. I'll nod. Yes. I won't say hi. I'll nod. I say hi all the time. It's important to be friends with your neighbors. Yes. Even if you don't like them, just keep up appearances. Yes. It's important to be friends with your neighbors. Yes. It's true. That's true. Speaking of neighbors, so now... Robot Samantha's moved in with Paul mm-hmm. on the uh, on the secret. Yeah, on the, on the secret. On the secret. I'm, I'm not cool enough to say down though. <laughs> but she's not quite BB, and she's not quite Samantha. Yeah, she's has this pale, dead kind of skin. Yeah, she looks like she's rotting. Yeah, she's kind of rotting, and she has these robot movements, like we mentioned earlier. She's mm-hmm. walking like she's doing like the robot dance, but her hands are like claws. They're kind of like doing like the, the the Spock thing. Yeah. You know, and they're up and they're- Live long and prosper. Yeah, the live long and prosper hand thing, which is weird because, you know, BB may have had those kind of like- he did. You know, three fingers, mm-hmm. but like she has five fingers still. Like you can just you yeah. can use them, right? Yeah. Maybe or this at least kid's... just use three of them and the other two just don't work. That's true. Right? I mean. Maybe Paul's not as smart as we think he is. Yeah. Couldn't figure that shit out. Idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it didn't work. Whatever. It worked. It didn't work that well. It worked just fine. Well, not really. Because 
Well, he's hiding Samantha out. She keeps sort of breaking out of where he hides her from. And that's, I got to tell you something. That is a recurring theme in this movie that drives me up a fucking wall. This whole movie is basically him telling her to wait right here. Mm -hmm. Just stay right there. And then her not doing that. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Yeah. Wait right here. And then she doesn't. Samantha or BB are not good at following directions. I literally wrote this whole movie is Paul saying don't move and Sam moving. <laughs> yeah. He never learns just over and over. Well, no wonder, you know, no wonder she kept getting beat by her father. She doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> you think she would have learned how? Right. Then, right. This is what I'm saying. She got 16? punched in the face. She got killed because she wasn't listening. Yeah. Stay away from that kid next door. She didn't. No, she paid for it. <laughs> so one of the times she uh, escapes from the attic yeah, is um, when Paul wakes up and sees Samantha is not there. He, yeah. man, he goes next door to um, Samantha's old house mm-hmm. and finds that he's looking for Samantha, right? And Samantha is actually at her house avenging her own death. Yeah. She's in the basement. Her father goes downstairs. And Samantha then takes takes her father off her feet and drags him into the fucking furnace head first. Yep. It's fucked up. Throws him up against the furnace. So he's like his skin is burning. Yeah, against the... Right. Which is a giant fucking furnace. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ almighty. Yeah, when he goes in, because um, he sees the smoke from the chimney. Yeah. And he's like, uh-oh, she's missing. Right. The smoke coming out of the chimney, some shit's up. Okay. So he right. So he goes down there and you can see that there's like extra fire coming out. Like yeah. it's like burning crazy yeah. hot. And she's just able to like pick him up and press him against the hot iron. You know? Yeah. Later on, uh, I forget where they cut to, but when they come back, I guess maybe that's when he comes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And what he sees is just the dad's like like burn body first half of it yeah the, the top half of like his body in, yeah in the, the head's furnace. like in the furnace oh it's great yeah he pulls That's him fantastic. yeah so he pulls him out of the furnace and you get to see the this was one of the the gory scenes that was added yeah this was a but this good i'm glad it was yeah me too where he kind of comes out you know he's got no hair kind of like a skull like red bloody mm-hmm. skull and they decide to hide the body in like the coal hopper which can power a fucking steam train <laughs> in their basement. It's fucking insane. Wait, hold on a second. It's crazy. So after he hides Samantha's dad's body, Samantha breaks free again. Yep. This bitch will not sit still. <laughs> this bitch. But this time, <laughs> this time she's going after Ann Ramsey. Yeah. There can only be one hot chick in the neighborhood, and it's not going to be Ann Ramsey. <laughs> so. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. So we see inside this lunatic's house, Elvira's in there, putzing around the house. The basketball kind of ominously kind of bounces through the living room. Mm -hmm. Just, who's there? You know, does that whole thing. And we see Samantha now standing there and picks up the basketball. And Ann Ramsey is screaming at her. Mm -hmm. She takes the ball and fucking hucks it across the hallway and obliterates Anne Ramsey's fucking head Layup. to just goo. Smashes it like Gallagher smashes a watermelon. I'm going to tell you this. Okay. One, that shit that comes out of her head yeah. is actually real cow brains. 
that they went to a butcher and got real animal parts for the head. Yes. That's gross. Also. And unnecessary. <laughs> also, Chrissy Swanson did have to throw it. They had to keep making it, making, they had, they filmed it like a hundred times. Sure. The throw to make it look like she was actually throwing it really hard. Wes Craven wanted to be the one to actually throw the ball, <laughs> but they wouldn't allow it because they had to throw it a certain way so it wouldn't ruin the prosthetic yeah. when he threw it. Yeah. So the stunt coordinators had to do it. He really wanted to do it, but they wouldn't let him. I know. Man. I know. Now, Poor part, Wes Craven. I know. The guy couldn't catch a break on this one. This he was also one. going through a very messy divorce during this movie as well. Come on. Yeah. He had a, and he was trying to deliver the script for um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 at this time as well. Okay. So he had a lot going on here. Okay. I'm now, bad with timelines. That's why mm. I was like, wait, did Nightmare on Elm Street even come out yet? I have no idea oh, no, he was this, years yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he was still in the middle of that, but mm -hmm. this was his priority. I'm going to tell you this, though. When that basketball scene, when you, if you don't know what's coming, I remember you, you were like, oh, what is she going to do? I was like, wait, you'll see. And I remember you were horrified. My face. Yeah. Was, was all O's. Yeah. For a good five minutes. I was in stunned didn't see it coming. silence. You didn't see it coming. <clears throat> because what happens, not only does her face and her whole head explode, but then her body does this weird gyration. Yeah. And it's like, it looks like it's like on a hanger, like her dress is on a hanger and like the second part of her body is like a chair or something yeah. like that. You can and see like the stomach move. It. You could see whatever it is that they use to move it. You could see it through yeah. the dress. It kind of protrudes in and out. Something like, yeah. Yeah, it's and weird. It, it looks really weird for like uh, like a second or whatever. But, yeah, um, it's very noticeable. But that's, the, yeah, that, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the effects on that, I mean. It was a little rough, but I will say this. As a kid, I've seen this movie a lot. I can't tell you how many times we rewinded that part of the movie and watched it over and over and over again. Every time the movie came on, you had to rewind it like six or seven times to watch that part of it. I could see that being like the big part in the movie, yeah. especially if you're like a kid. Oh, my God. We rewound it, it like a couple of psychopaths over and over and over again. <laughs> over and over and over again. That's the highlight of the movie for sure. If you think When you think Deadly Friend, you think Anne Ramsey's head exploding with a basketball well, interestingly enough you know i posted on our instagram uh which again by the way is at watching horror podcast um just really quickly and someone um i think it's horror and heels i believe it was uh had commented mm -hmm. and said that basketball scene right yeah everyone knows that <laughs> she, she was like that basketball scene threw me when i was a kid everyone knows that um so it's funny that you mentioned that because that the one, the comment that we got was about the basketball. Scene. Yeah, it's the best part of the movie. Yeah, that's the best part of the movie. You can turn it off at this point. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the police show up because Anne, get me better. right? Anne Ramsey had called when you know um, she had called the police. Yeah, because the you know she thought someone was in her house. Police show up. They see the body. Tom learns that Samantha's killing people, and he can't take it anymore. He's going to tell. He's going to call the police. He's going to tell. He's, he's going to rat him out. He's having a moral conflict. He is. He having is. an inner conflict so of morals. those two start to scuffle outside. Samantha, who's hiding in the attic, won't put up with that shit. No one oh. is going to touch her man. She jumps out the fucking window <laughs> and starts going after Tom. Yeah. No. Paul saves Tom's ass. Samantha runs away. Basically, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I um, I basically have a. Uh, Tom can't take it. And Paul gaslights him into staying quiet. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And then uh, they look like they're fucking 15 years old. And then Tom's done. He's going to the cops. Yeah. Calls Paul a creep. Yeah. Which he is. Which he is. I mean, not for nothing. He's keeping a dead body in his shed. That he stuck his and robot I, I need to understand in. something about this. Like, is her body decomposing? No. Like, does the chip, like... You know, because toward the end, like, we see, like, she seems to have some kind of, like, a robot skeleton now that she's grown under there. But, oh, like, God, yeah. Right? Because, like, that comes out. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. And that's, you know, like, the end of the movie. Huh? Spoiler. Um, <laughs> whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but, like, um, like, is her flesh rotting? Does she smell? No. You know, is why is the is the chip cryogenically keeping her flesh from falling apart? She has that pale gray color with the blue contours, I which think, is adorable and gorgeous on her. But she's like this like weird gray blue color, um, and I just don't quite get that. She's part. not. I'll tell you what it is. Now the she's not decomposing. What's actually happening is the chip that was put into her brain is now growing. Mm-hmm. So the organs that would be decomposing are now being pushed out. Mm. because it's turning into a robot underneath it so she's not decomposing or smelling because that stuff is all going away anyway so she must be smelling you don't need to worry about that you know she's got a stink you know what you're probably right you know she's been around a couple of dead bodies at this point yeah that's just got to stick to your clothes she hasn't changed her clothes in god knows how long (laughs) you know so so after samantha runs away paul goes to run after her we see the return of the biker gang. Oh, yeah. Samantha's the not having any of it. That's right. Back. No, and then she takes him and throws him to a fucking windshield. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Samantha's, again, not putting up with that shit. Not That's her right. man. That's mm-hmm. right. But they may, they go back to Paul's shed, and this is where Samantha starts to become more human. Yeah. You know, where there's some life back in her eyes. She's a little, a little less robotic. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what Paul was hoping for in the very beginning, mm-hmm. that she would just be this way or start a little sooner, but... Samantha's not very good at much, apparently, so she didn't. <laughs> yeah. Poor Samantha. Yeah. So as she's becoming more human and says his name, a little less robotic, you know? Yeah. There's some, like, human elements there. The police. I, I love this part, by the way. Where the police come? Just before. Um, you know, Sam is really fast. Yes. And she just runs away. Mm-hmm. And they let her. Mm-hmm. They just let her go. She fucking throws this dude through a windshield. Yeah. She's like a zombie robot dead chick. Everyone knows it's her because everyone's now recognizing her. Everyone sees her. it, yeah. They're like, Sam, oh my God, Sam. You know, yeah. like everyone's noticing that it's her. And she's supposed to be dead. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So we've got, she's back and mm-hmm. she's like a zombie robot. Mm-hmm. They don't right? know the robot part. Though. Okay, but like still, she's like discolored. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> she's a zombie. She probably you know knows I mean? she's a zombie. Yeah. So she's there and she's discolored and she's attacking everyone and she's super strong. Yeah. So you know they just let her run off, and she's like, oh, you know, and like they, but like no one really goes after her. Yeah. <laughs> they just let her go. Well. And Paul, Paul, kind of like limps behind her. Yeah. You know, he's like running he after her, like limping behind her. Of but course he does. She's fast. Yeah, well, she's mostly robot now. Yeah. You know? 
the police come now and they kill Samantha. Yeah, I love that part. The cop literally takes Paul and throws him behind him. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Paul's like, oh, and just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> throws him behind him yeah. and just annihilates her. Yeah, and just fucking empties a clip into uh into Samantha. Yeah. And that's it. Now Paul really you know, Paul really wound up to be the real fucking victim here. So he lost his robot. Yeah. He lost his weird semi girlfriend. Yeah. Lost his best friend. Let's yeah. Let's be honest, they're right? Be they're not gonna be friends anymore. Yeah. Now when Paul goes to visit Sam at the morgue, this crazy fucking version of BB comes like tearing out of her skin. Yeah. Which is so fucking weird, by the way. Oh, oh. One thing, mm-hmm. the doctor also dies. The guy he was working with, the guy whose lab oh. he was working in, he also dies because he's like one of the, he's like in the, the coroner or something like yeah. that. Like he's in the morgue and she kills him. She kills him too, So he right? doesn't even have a, men, like a, a doc, you know, a, a lab to work in now. Yeah. So he's lost everything. <laughs> he's got no, he's just a student at Polytech now. He's not yeah. doing shit. He's just a regular asshole now. You know? Well, not anymore because after this crazy ass BB version comes out of samantha's head yeah that was great which is pretty fucked up it's like this bb2 kind of comes out. it looks different than the robot looks a little more fucked up it looks a little different it actually reminded me there's a um there is an item in animal crossing um that's the uh (laughs) it's the wasp's head no not the wasp's head the mantis head um, and you can, it's a mounted head that you can put on your wall and, you know, you'll usually get it in the mail as a gift from someone or, um, you know, find it, uh, shaking out of a tree. Sometimes they sell it in Nook's Cranny. Um, but it's a, it's a mantis head and it's like yellow and, and whatever. Uh, it looks just like that. Like yeah, it exactly does. like yeah. the mantis head. It doesn't. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's BB, but it's like this weird, like more evil looking version. Yeah. I didn't it. get that at all. Nobody did. It's fucking weird. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're already excited. Like it's already a stretch. Like we've already gone over the deep end and accepted that Christy Swanson is now not just like it's one thing for him to have reanimated her with whatever chip he has that can do that it's another thing for her to be bb yes you know what i'm saying yes so to be to grow inside of her yeah. yeah so then and now you've got the robot like grows like actual and, like robot coming out parts. of her skin yeah you it know what i mean comes out of nowhere it makes no sense and sense. then yeah and then bb when the Samantha boy says, Paul, come with me, Paul. And she grabs him by the neck and he and she kills him. Yeah. And then it's roll fucking credits. That, you know what? Makes sense. Mantis head. Mm, there you go. It's true. Mantis head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And that's that's Deadly Friend. And it ends on like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, she kills him. It's a real weird note it ends on. A real weird note. Maybe she's somehow able to turn Paul into a robot. Maybe there was supposed to be a deadly friend too. I think there might be. Think Is there a deadly one? Friend too. Oh my god! Hold on. Hey, I Google. haven't seen it. Hey Google. Deadly friend too. No. No. Hmm. That's a shame. It just says deadly friend 1986. They should make one. Got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Not that that really means anything because they're historically awful with ratings. Yeah. But um, better than I thought they'd get. Hmm. 
Better than I thought it would get. Yeah. Me too. Considering. Deadly friend. Two. Deadly friend. Deadly friend. I think someone wrote one. Like a fanfic thing? I think. Because mm. I feel like there are things that like allude to a deadly friend too, but I don't see anything specific. Yeah, that's what I had saw too when I was doing research. I saw that there was a, you know, one of the suggested search terms was deadly friend too. I didn't pursue it any further, yeah, but there's no, okay. It says nothing. Okay. So there's no, this should be a deadly friend too. I think it's high time for that to happen. Yeah. Can we reanimate Anne Ramsey's corpse? <laughs> no, thank you. Well, she's dead now, but still. <laughs> that would have been the next place to go for sure. Anne Ramsey's body. Yeah. For sure. Bring Stuck that lady back. BB's oh. head on her body. Excellent. And give her her voice. Yes. Yeah. I'm all over it. Yes. I like that. I'm all in on, on Deadly Friend too. Yes. With yeah. Anne Ramsey as uh, the next BB. zombie robot. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be BB at that point, or will BB have learned to make other chips that can make other robots? You think that's, that's what a good would happen? Because like, because like, Paul's dead, right? So yeah, Paul's, Paul's not there to make another one. But right. if BB is an you know is an AI type robot, and it's able to learn, um, maybe yeah. it's able to build another chip, which it then digs up Anne Ramsey's dead body. Mm -hmm. implants it into her body and now we've got yeah zombie and ramsey this is what happens now we have reanimated bb right mm -hmm. that came out that bb now is going to implant a chip into paul oh okay so bb samantha and bb paul are going to go and kill tom i gotcha now it's going to be bb all three of them mm -hmm. okay because they're all friends and they want to be together there was no Anima, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they're all together now. The group is back together again. Yep. Now, BB, Christy Swanson, didn't kill anyone who didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. So now they're going after the biker group. Right. Okay? Biker group, again, implant the chip in the biker uh, group. Mm -hmm. Now, they're going after the people who did them wrong. Mm. You see? It's an avenged-filled BB uh, uh, group here. And this is the issue with AI. Right. And that's why, that's what Deadly Friend 2 should be. That's exactly what it should be. Somebody with uh, time, money, and, and talent. talent. Mm -hmm. Go out and go out and be somebody. Make that movie. That's I'm telling you, that's that's the plot. And if that's the plot, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. It'd be a good one. It'd be and a good one. And if you could work in that. Anne Ramsey, that's a... Is she still alive? Oh, God, she's dead. She's been dead a long time now. Oh, well, forget it then. She died way back when. Oh, really? God, years and years and years and years, years ago. Mm-hmm. A sad day for Hollywood. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. Did you like it? No. <laughs> I didn't. Would you watch it again? Like, like let's no. say you were watch TV and it came on like cable. Would you stick around for it? If it was a Rift Tracks movie, yes. If it if it was on, no, I changed channel. No, you wouldn't even watch it again. Nah, I wouldn't. Okay. No. That's fair. So I think once you've seen it once. It really doesn't have a whole lot of redeeming qualities. Um, Christy Swanson just gets worse and worse, I think, yeah. every time you see it. There's this one, I think, the absolute worst of it is when she, when when the police are confronting her and they're all pointing their guns at her. Mm. And Paul, right, the, the cop like throws Paul behind him, right? Yeah. And they're all holding their guns. 
and she does this like lunge at them. Mm-hmm. Her face in that moment, yeah, is probably like you just can't it. You can't top it. Like if yeah. she was trying to be funny, she wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, I agree. You know with what that. I mean? It was the most amazing. That was great. <laughs> so it it was actually really awful. Uh, so <laughs> no. I'd okay. be like, oh, Christ, not this one. No. That's fair. I don't have that um, nostalgic uh, sort of... That uh, goes a long way with me on this movie. Mm. That goes a long way. Yeah, I you know, I think that. I don't think I'm the only one, too. You know, I do... When, when we watch these movies, I do research. I try to find some stuff, behind-the-scenes stuff, and, you know, pepper it in throughout the conversation. Mm-hmm. And in it, I did find... I did see in a couple places that this movie is gaining, or has gained, rather... Sort of this little mini cult following. Yeah, I know. I think that just now, like actually, yeah. like any horror movie that kind of sucks in the eighties. There's a group of people who think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Why would this be any different? Mm-hmm. But the nostalgia goes a long way. But objectively, it's not very good. It's not. It's not particularly entertaining. Aside from the basketball scene, it's not scary. It's not well made. Hmm. It doesn't. It's not really doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. You know what it does have though? It has a couple of throwbacks to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That it definitely does have. It had, does have that nightmare scene in it where mm-hmm. Christy Swanson's asleep and like her father's her like burned head, in. you know, kind of coming up from the bed. Mm-hmm. And she like stabs him with a broken vase and yeah. blood squirts out of mm-hmm. his out of his chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that plus just the idea of Burning him in the furnace in the basement. Yeah, that's I a good mean, point that's too. Freddy right, Krueger. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. That's right there. That's Freddy Krueger. You're you know 100% I mean? and she right. Just throws him in the furnace. Yeah. You know, there's another one. That's a good. Plus, yeah. you know, like the young girl, the mom, almost like Nancy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who lived with her mom in that yeah. house? Um, not that she was. You know, she's the next door neighbor. Granted, but like the mom kind of like takes her under. You know, she kind of, you know, she, she looks out for her a little bit, like um, Paul's yeah, mom. Yeah, Paul's mom, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? She's concerned about her. So yeah, they she have Thanksgiving. Has that, yeah, she kind of, you know. Gives her a sanctuary. There's a bit of that, like, momness going on there. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street tones kind of peppered throughout the movie, I Makes thought. sense considering the time and the And who director was directing and, it. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know? Yeah. I agree with that, but not enough to make it good. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just watching it and I was like, oh, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a really like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think it's so funny too because <laughs> like the original movie wasn't like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like make right. it more like Nightmare on right. Elm Street and it still wasn't good. Right. Well, you that's know? because that's the thing. Too many chefs. Yeah. He had a he had a vision. Yep. And they fucked with it. Yeah. You know? Um, I guess we'll never know. If they had just let him, yeah, I mean he's dead too now yep, too. So he's dead too. Can't even Mm-mm. be like, hey, give it a give it give it another shot. We're you, gonna just let you do the one you wanted to do. Do you think Christy Swanson would sign up for Deadly Friend too? Absolutely. If it came across She's her doing desk, nothing right now. That's true. She's not really doing much. I think she would. I think you're right. Chiching. Yeah. Look, everyone's got to eat, man. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. Be I think you're right. I think she'd do that. I think she would. So she had to do. If she had to do Deadly Friend again mm-hmm. or had to do Buffy again, so like a Buffy 2. Now, Luke Perry's dead. Is he? Yeah. He right? So right. he's dead. So he's not in it. All right. Which one do you think she'd do first? Without her 
Heartthrob co-star? She would do Deadly Friend. And I think she would do Deadly Friend because Buffy the Vampire Slayer would be too, like, uh, whatchamacallit? Cash grabby? No, 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 no. Too physical. Mm, yeah, she can't you be. You know what I mean? I don't know. How old she What was her name again? Christy Swanson. Oh, duh. Thanks. Hey, Google. How old is Christy Swanson? Yeah, she's 50. Oh, she looks fucking jacked. Let me see. God damn. Wow. Holy shit. Those looks pretty fucking jacked. She's huge. I mean, it's a profile, but... She looks like she belongs on American Gladiators. She's gigantic. She's so pretty still. Wow. Wow. She's aged really well. That's not a current picture, is it? Yeah. Her eyes are weird. She's got a lot of fake eyelashes on in there. Is that what's going on? Oh, this yeah. Is, that, those are fake there. eyelashes, yeah. That's a big thing right if now. If that's a current picture, she's aging very well. She's aging really well. She's got that crazy Meg Ryan Joker smile there, though. You know, I noticed that that actually happened to, what's her name? The one that plays Nancy in The Craft. It happens with these girls with Which the big smile. Which one's Nancy in The Craft? A Fruza Ball. Fruza Ball. Oh, she always had a crazy mouth anyway. She had that big smile. Yeah. When she was younger, it was really cool. It was like this Jokerish, like it was big, very, awesome yeah, yeah, smile. Yeah. If you see a picture of her now, though, she looks like she has like a horse face. Oh, really? Like the, mm. the her jaws kind of drooped a bit, mm. and she doesn't. Like she was the pretty one in that group, in my opinion, at least. Fruza Balk? Yeah. I thought she was the pretty one. It was her and the girl from Clueless. What's her name? The the only The only one that was black. Oh, um, yeah, her. Yeah, I don't remember her name. She was in Clueless, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. She's no. the hot dog. Yeah, she's the one in Half Baked. She's in Half Baked. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, Hot dog. Yeah. So it was her, hot dog, Nev Campbell. Right. And the redheaded chick who I don't remember. She was in like a ton of movies I back then. she was the prettiest her. one. She was, I don't like her hair. <laughs> you don't like girls with short hair? No. Well, you don't like short hair on girls, basically. Yeah. Is what, not girls <laughs> I don't like short, short hair. hair. <laughs> yeah. It's not a turn on. No. Either way. She's um, a giant mouth. She, she had Steven a Steven Tyler mouth. It's a she has a crazy mouth. Yeah. Um and it and, and I hate to say it, but she, she looks she really doesn't look very good right now. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's I Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. So with that, I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we will not see you, but you'll hear us next week. Yes. All right. Night. Night. Damn shit.